Welcome to HRI's Next in Health podcast. I'm Jenny Colapetro, PwC's Vice Chair for Health Industries, working across pharmaceuticals, medtech, payers, and providers. And I'm Igor Belokronitsky, a principal with PwC Strategy Ant, where I get to help leading health organizations with their strategies and operating models. And today, Jenny and I have two guests, Michelle Horton, who's a principal who advises healthcare sector leaders on a variety of risk and regulatory matters, and Manoj Lal, who's a principal who advises his clients on data risk and privacy requirements across a variety of sectors, including, of course, healthcare and technology. And so Manoj and Michelle, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Igor. It's great to be here. Thanks for having us. Manoj and Michelle, when we ask consumers and executives about things that are important to them, data privacy and security comes up quite often. And so we're excited to have both of you with us today to talk about the role of privacy and security in healthcare and why it's special, why it's different, and what the leaders need to know about it. So your thoughts on the topic? Well, I think it's a timely topic. Privacy in healthcare has been around a long time. However, there are a number of changes that are taking place across the industry, similar to some other industries where there is a growing interest in use of data and use of artificial intelligence to better serve patients and members and to enable consistent decision making, reduce the cost of labor and delivery and drive efficiencies in the process. But probably unlike some other sectors, Healthcare organizations and particularly health systems and insurers are generally behind with the advancement and investment in technology and integration platforms. And so what this results in is a complex patchwork of systems, processes and controls around data within the walls of the organization and outside with third parties. So with the increased focus of providers and payers on enabling a better customer experience, there's also a lot of new data in play, data that might not be subject to just your standard healthcare privacy regulations, but might also bring in consumer rights at a federal and state level. Michelle, I completely agree. Healthcare organizations these days can procure or access information at a much greater rate and with a lot less friction these days. Between connected devices, consumer health apps, real-world evidence, the proliferation of data brokers, voluntary and involuntary data sharing requirements, it is really challenging for organizations to simply have visibility on their data assets, let alone apply governance to their utilization of those assets or even understand all the regulations that apply to the litany of data that is being used today. Now, that's very interesting to hear how it's impacting healthcare organizations and the changes around better use of data and customer experience are impacting them. Michelle and Manoj, what are you seeing specifically when it comes to life sciences companies? How are we seeing this impact those organizational strategies? Thanks, Jenny. Yeah, with life sciences, I do believe they are a bit farther ahead when it comes to data privacy. And that's really largely because they're often more global in nature and they've been subject to more stringent privacy requirements like GDPR and other country-specific requirements. And also because they've been thinking a lot over the last several years about how to monetize their own data. And therefore, they've got to leverage privacy capability as an enabler. When you look at the global regulatory environment, there's certainly more rigorous and holistic when it comes to privacy and data protection, especially with the new regulations that have come online in the last five to seven years. Now, of course, our providers and payers in the U.S. have been dealing with HIPAA and high tech for several years. However, 
the enforcement around these has ticked up considerably, especially in the global landscape, the EU particularly. And the U.S. continues to apply this patchwork approach to the regulatory environment through industry-specific or state-level requirements, inclusive of new states like California that have been coming online with new requirements that are quite stringent. Just from our own research, we have over 350 different regulatory considerations and entries in our database for the healthcare sector in the U.S. alone. So that patchwork is quite voluminous. And many global governments can actually accomplish a similar or greater set of protections with fewer entries on the docket. So this really makes the administrative aspect of managing compliance risk much more burdensome in the U.S., even with the carve-outs in the new state laws. On the topic, Michelle, that you mentioned of monetization itself, given those global regulatory restrictions, monetizing data for healthcare organizations can be quite complex. As I said, the sources of data are growing exponentially and responsible use of these data assets requires context on the stated purposes of collection as a means to align the patient expectations to the secondary, even tertiary uses of data. And if appropriate lineage is not established, inappropriate or even unethical uses of data, whether intentional or not, have a higher likelihood of occurring, creating a real misalignment in the expectations of the individual. And these days, consent is simply not enough if you are taking a patient-centric approach. So for organizations that are looking to monetize their data assets, it is really important that the visibility and the actual tracking of the lineage aligned to expectations is a primary consideration when embarking or expanding on that journey. So it's really interesting. And, and as you're describing this patchwork quilt of regulations that on one hand are asking for stricter privacy and protection, but on the other hand, all these organizations want to be able to innovate and make data more portable and transparent to the consumers and share information with collaborators to come up with even better innovation. So there's this seems like very complex balancing act between protecting privacy while using data better, more effectively. So can you talk a little bit about some of these trade-offs and how to manage them? Igor, I mean, as you know, given the cost and complexity to operate in healthcare, we've got organizations that are already struggling with funding strategic initiatives. So we tend to see privacy and compliance functions left with a lot to do with just a little resource and investment. And often the way that they address the risks across the organization are pretty manual. There's also a need to really think about how we further embed privacy knowledge and awareness in functions outside of compliance so that as strategic decisions are being made, so a new product that may be taken to a patient or a consumer and the need for the use of the data and how it will be protected and the technology that'll be leveraged, thinking about those privacy considerations up front, privacy by design, if you will. Yeah, privacy by design is a really important concept, Michelle. Thanks for bringing that up. It is definitely a growing capability in healthcare. Certain regulations have started to prescribe privacy by design concepts that are mandatory. However, it's really a best practice by leading organizations. So when we're talking, Igor, about trade-offs, ensuring that you have the right level of rigor and structure in putting those privacy and ethical data use principles into the early stages of any new product, research exercise, marketing activity, or other data use is extremely important. There's a lot of technical debt that may need to be addressed downstream if some of these considerations are not taken into consideration upfront. So it's a really important 
capability and a muscle that needs to be built for organizations so that they can really understand the implications of what they may be embarking down and making sure that, again, you align that consumer and patient expectation to that use of data. And whose job is it to manage all of these issues and trade-offs? Does it typically sit in the same place across organizations? Well, that's a tough question, and it's the tough kind of part of this whole privacy situation. So privacy as a function may often sit in different areas of the organization. And really, we kind of see that varying across the different subsectors or industries in healthcare. In life sciences, for instance, privacy often sits in legal. In some other healthcare organizations like healthcare providers, compliance often is where privacy risk is managed. And then in a lot of cases, there are pieces of data protection that sit with IT. And so it's really important to make sure that those groups are coordinated, for one, but then also to make sure that operational leaders on the front lines really understand the risks and they're engaging the right privacy leadership when they're coming up with new ideas or new uses of data or innovation, as Manoush said earlier. Also, it's staying ahead of the curve on different requirements across the different regulators. So OCR, the Office of Civil Rights, the Federal Trade Commission, it's challenging. And so organizations and their privacy functions need to be agile in acquiring or gaining access to the skill sets needed to address these new data requirements and new offerings that are out there. So a lot of complexity in the structure. And so it's really important to make sure that there's enough education. One of the practical methods for effectuating some of these organizational structures, we see a lot of organizations in healthcare utilize privacy and data use committees for governance and supporting that kind of at the top level to be a funnel for new data uses, potential, you know, kind of risk management decisions that are made at that level together with a strong foundation at the bottom or the first line associated with the rise of really privacy engineers or the privacy engineering profession is a really important aspect of how operational capability is built up from the ground in in organizations. So some of the leading organizations we work with will have structured privacy engineers that work throughout the design and implementation lifecycle for either campaigns or new products so that they can be both a sounding board and a way to problem solve for basic concepts such as notice, transparency, data minimization throughout the entire life cycle of the data. Those are a couple of the examples that we see pretty well utilized throughout the industry. This is very helpful. And so far, you've given us kind of the why of privacy and why this matters, the what and the different regulations to keep in mind, the who in terms of who in the organization needs to be thinking about it. And so maybe some parting words from you on the how a little bit more advice going forward for health industry leaders on how to keep this top of mind and how to manage it effectively and reduce the risks while still giving their businesses an opportunity to grow and take advantage of all this great data that's out there. There's a unique opportunity that we have right now with healthcare organizations as they undertake technology transformations and they look at innovative ways to leverage data and leverage technology like artificial intelligence. There's an opportunity to build the privacy and security controls and thinking up front, do it by design and do it in a way that's more automated and sustainable. It's not so manual and labor intensive. 
but it takes planning and it takes a seat at the table. So a lot of times we see privacy organizations buried and they may not be engaged in some of the more strategic conversations where new thinking and innovative go-to-market strategies are being put in place. And so making sure that the broader leadership team at these healthcare organizations understands the opportunities and the risk will be really critical. And they also need to understand that in order to address those, there's got to be the appropriate investment in the privacy capability across the organization. Completely agree with you, Michelle. You touched on a really important aspect of where privacy organizations can often get buried or looked over. And I think that what we find sometimes is that there can be a fear of changing business process or product lifecycle processes themselves, because the fear is that there's going to be additional administrative burden or there's going to be a slowdown in the ability to get to market. And I think where we've seen organizations be successful is where they have been able to understand the nature of what the product teams and other teams on the commercial side need to get done and provide practical advice and practical processes and practical automation to those ongoing capabilities that the organizations need to get through in order to make money and to serve their patients. So we find that getting over that fear with practical strategies is number one. You need to have the relationships internally. You need to make the right trade-offs so that you can balance the management of risk, consumer expectations with the commercial efficiency and revenue generation that is required. And along with that, where we see common pitfalls is where we have simple human-based governance structures that are just human-to-human constantly. And with that, with the turnover and the large amount of fallibility that is potential there, we are seeing organizations that are more effective embed automation and technology earlier in the processes, not completely, but earlier and often, so that they can get rid of some of those basic management activities and or control activities to really focus on the ability for the complex issues to be discussed and the simpler issues to be automated and tested on a regular basis. So a combination of relationships and automation and technology is what I'll leave the audience with. That's great. Well, Michelle and Manoj, thank you. This has been very interesting just to explore the data risk and privacy issues and considerations and think about responsible use of assets, as you said, and how to plan, design for, and manage those risks. I thank you both for joining us. For more on these topics and other health industry insights driven by policy, innovation, and care delivery changes, please visit our website at pwc.com forward slash HRI. Until next time, this has been Next in Health. This podcast is brought to you by PwC, all rights reserved. PwC refers to the U.S. member firm or one of its subsidiaries or affiliates and may sometimes refer to the PwC network. Each member firm is a separate legal entity. Please see www.pwc.com structure for further details. This podcast is for general information purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for consultation with professional advisors.